This podcast is dedicated to the memory of David Faraday, Betty Lou Jensen, Darlene Farron, Cecilia Shepard, and Paul Stein, and to Michael Mejot and Brian Hartnell. This is Zodiac Speaking, a classic 10-point family podcast. I'm your host, Chris Garcia. When Dave Toshke met Arthur Lee Allen, he felt that it was the Zodiac killer that he had met. And he spent much of the rest of the investigation trying to fill Arthur Lee Allen as the Zodiac. And this this is how detective work was done in the 60s and the 50s and the 40s and on and on and on. This is how detective work was done before the science of DNA, before various print technologies, before things like registry databases and so forth. Ballistics was around, fingerprints were around, but really this was still early days. You had blood phenotyping, but not the definitive. I mean, you could tell things like sickle cell, for example. You could tell if someone had that or various diseases, but things were very primitive as far as research into forensics go. From the very beginning, let's say this, there is no definitive evidence, physical evidence, that ties Arthur Lee Allen to any of the individual crimes. But there is a great deal of circumstantial evidence and just maybe coincidence that makes Arthur Lee Allen look like the Zodiac. And his famous claim of, I'm not the damn Zodiac, is almost certainly true. But also, he is the best suspect. And over these next two episodes, we're going to examine what that means for the entire case, because it, it has a massive meaning. Arthur Lee Allen was born December 18th, 1933. He was born in Hawaii, Honolulu. There are a bunch of things that sort of tie. One, the famous one is he wore a Zodiac brand watch. Okay. For a long time, people believed that the Zodiac was a Navy man at one point. Wingwalker shoe, of course. The thing that I think actually is most telling is in the letters that you could find all the symbols within the code breaker and one of the major parts parts of the United States military that uses codes is the Navy. And particularly several of those symbols that are in there are specific to Navy use. So it made sense that he would be in the Navy and he had been in the Navy. He enlisted in 1957. He also had Wing Walkers 10.5. I think one of the reasons why he came to be so very identified is one he had a less than honorable discharge and that's key at that this time we tend to associate the late 60s with the counterculture with the protest with the unpopularity of the war but a dishonorable discharge from the military still at that point meant a, a really big deal it cast a shadow on whoever was there as being untrustworthy. That's the first strike against him. The second, and honestly more damaging, was his reputation as a pedophile. We know he was arrested later, 1974, child molestation involving a young boy. But there are a couple of very interesting things here. One, one of the reasons why he became the main suspect was because of the report of Don Cheney. Don Cheney had been friends with him for a long time, and he confided to Arthur Lee Allen's brother, Ron Allen, that that he believed that 
Lee, as Arthur Lee Allen was called, had inappropriately touched Don Chaney's daughter. Now, an interview that was done by Tom Voigt, and a lot of this information comes from Voigt's site, that Don Chaney's daughter said that the molestation never happened. And also that Lee and Chaney had been, remained friends for years after the supposed incident. This is possible for a lot of reasons. Uh, but the idea that if they had actually remained friends and that the incident never happened and it was just sort of made up at the end to try and get some sort of discrediting, that really doesn't hold any sort of weight with me at least. But the famous saying is that he told investigators that at one point, I believe on a fishing trip, Lee had told him that he was going to write a book and the storyline would be he would call him the Zodiac, that he would tape a flashlight to the top of his gun, gun barrel, to help him shoot, that he would kill school children on a bus, that he would basically do everything. He would change his appearance. He would kill couples, unsuspecting, random. All of this is very on the nose, which both does and doesn't indicate him closer as a suspect. Because for Toski, it absolutely would. Toski is trying to backfill Zodiac into the shape of Arthur Lee Allen. But it doesn't actually provide... It is unlikely that everything that could possibly be indicative of Zodiac would be in one person. And that seems counterintuitive, but it's absolutely true. If you look at Joseph D'Angelo, the Golden State Killer, he doesn't check as many boxes as a number of the other suspects they had been considering. Paul Holza said this as such, and it makes sense. What indicated that he was Zodiac was the DNA. But when you look at the form, when you're trying to fill a per, when you're trying to fit a person into the criminal, they're likely going to poke out at places, not necessarily fit, fitting the entire description. Son of Sam is another excellent example of this. He undoubtedly did the crime, but he doesn't fit all of the parameters. But he did it. It's difficult there. Some, some of the discussion of the murder of Sherry Joe Bates, I've always had issue with. Yeah, he was around Riverside at the time. I don't know. It seems that's the crime that I think seems the most tenuous and not exactly likely he did. An interesting note, actually, he got the Zodiac watch in 1967, and famously in the Bates case, a Timex, I believe, had been found on the ground. And I think people associate one with the other somehow. It's a, the significance of a watch. That happens in cases a lot of times. People obsess, of course, Michelle McNamara over a pair of cufflinks very famous but and sometimes they do and sometimes they don't pair up to one another now an interesting thing of course is that michael maggio picked arthur lee allen out of a lineup in 1991 there's lots of flaws here and lineup picking is not the best way of doing it at least the way that they did uh did it back in the 60s and 70s even the 80s and 90s and even today honestly but there are ways that you can minimize that things like uh Instead of just presenting six to let them cycle through a series of images and uh, mark, like you'd have to do this on a computer, and you mark 
who could potentially be the person and you usually use sliders to indicate, well, it's very much like, not like, so forth. The way Arthur Lee Allen moved around also kind of indicated that he may have been around several of these. But we also have to remember that there were other criminals and lots of other murderers at the time that were committing crimes. And when we think of the 70s and serial killers were all around here, the Bay Area was full of them. And I think one of the things that was important is that it started with the Zodiac in many ways. There were, yes, there were serial killers in the Bay Area before, but none of them brought so much attention, which I believe drove more and more serial killers to come out. Of course, we had the Santa Rosa Hitchhiker murders. We had the zebra killings. We had uh, David Carpenter, the Santa Cruz, uh, Ed Kemper and those folk. All of these killers working within the Bay Area. A little later, Lake and Ng. Part of that is the fallout of Zodiac and all the attention got. Arthur Allen did do time, 74 to 78, and there's, of course, a famous 78 letter that a lot of people say is Zodiac. I don't buy it. I really don't. I think it is... I don't want to say it's Toski trying to manufacture who he knows is Zodiac as a Zodiac, but it doesn't feel right. But the little connections are there. Things like uh, he had been fired from... Valley Springs Elementary School for child molestation in 68, which is not too long before the crimes began. But then when you think of it, child molestation to murder is a big jump. And it's not only a big leap in severity of crime, it's literally a sidestepping from one sort of crime, the victimization of someone with less power than you, to a bigger crime, murder the taking of a life. They are not a one-to-one correlation. And you tend to see criminals victimizing within the same groups. Not necessarily the same groups as themselves, but if someone commits crimes against children, they tend to commit most of their crimes against children. If they mostly commit against women, they tend to commit most of their crimes against women. Very few killers are indiscriminate and untieable to a single sense. Arthur Allen died in 1992. He had been seriously investigated, really starting in 91, but more and more and more. He was always in their sights. Interesting note, he lived a two-minute walk from the Zodiac payphone. Uh, I'd forgotten to mention this for some reason, that he was, well, it would have been two minutes for the call when he, when the 1969 murder of Stein happened. That's only two minutes. But if you draw that radius around, you hit a lot of people. And you'll find a lot of criminals in there of of all sorts. But what does it mean to be the suspect? What does it mean to be Arthur Lee Allen? Particularly towards the end of his life and afterwards. Because the life of a suspect, his death, is not the end of their suspecthood. And the reflection of the life after someone has passed away in reference to the crimes that they are believed to have committed becomes massive. Toski thought it was Arthur Lee Allen, which I really believe led Graysmith to believe it was Arthur Lee Allen. And he's a good suspect, but the edges don't fit. Does that mean he didn't do it? I think he didn't. I really do believe in the it's someone we've never heard of, possibly two people we never heard of. But should we be trying to find someone like Arthur Lee Allen? I don't know. But in the next episode, we're going to look at that next phase 
where Alan became hardened into the form of Zodiac and where that all began to crumble. So I hope you'll stay tuned. 